So here's the second part of our conversation about albums of the 90s. Uh, I do want to, again, thank Alden for being on the show, and be sure to listen to the Dead Scene Kids podcast, available on all podcast platforms. This was a fun conversation, so enjoy. All right. You want to you want to start on your ten? Uh, yeah, sure. Yes, yes, I'll go next. Or do do you do you want to pause? Uh, no, no. I, th- I think we can keep it rolling. We did a okay. really bad job of talking lightly about those those last ten. It's me. I'm sorry. I'm very. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. We both we, we both were guilty. <laughs> I say, and we we do the same thing with this. Okay. So th- whatever version of talking lightly we just did, let's, let's do, do that, that one in the top again. ten. Okay. Because because I think we we can we can crank this out in a reasonable reasonable amount of time. I think so. Yeah. So, number ten. Hey, album by Marvelous Three. I. You are really teaching me something today. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. And, and so does no one no one else no one else has heard of Marvelous <laughs> Three. Like. At, at 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 the peak of Marvelous 3's power oh in, God. like, the year 1998, I think, 98 or 99, they played Jubilee Jam in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh-huh. And there were 12 people watching them. We have talked about this band, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love Marvelous 3. Like, this is Butch Walker before Butch this Walker is, was Butch Walker. That's what I was about to say. This is Butch Walker. This is why, yeah. this is why you love Marvelous 3, is because you love Butch Walker. <laughs> But I loved Marvelous Three before I loved. Before Butch you loved Butch Walker. <laughs> yes, like they're the reason I know who he is. Okay. And it's just so I do know this band. Like, do you know who Cheap Trick is? Yes. Think Cheap Trick mixed with like mid '90s alt rock. Okay. So like really fun, jumpy, like catchy. It, it, fun is the right word, I guess. Like. Butch Walker is known for being a really good lyricist, and it's the the lyrics on this album specifically are very raw and very sharp. So like even in the names of the songs, like "You're So Yesterday," "Freak of the Week," "Write It on Your Hand," like it's it's very much a we're gonna be sassy. <laughs> fuck you, we're the new cheap trick. And they only lasted like three albums. Yeah, and this was this was their best one, and I, this is another one that was much higher on the list until I started actually sorting shit out because my 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 go-to response is that's fucking top two, but you know <laughs> whatever. I mean, uh, Blink One Eighty Two is apparently beat uh beat this album. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. C- canonically speaking. Okay. So uh, what's your number ten? Or I'm um, sorry, the first of your top ten. Which is technically number ten, um, but it is like the <laughs> the first of my top ten uh, because I did it in chrono- still chronological order. Okay. Um, and that is Rage Against the Machines self-titled album. I almost included Rage Against the Machines self-titled album. Man, it was it was really it was really a toss up between this and Battle of Los Angeles. It was really a toss-up. <laughs> but I like Battle of Los Angeles came out in... Was that 99? It's, I think it's 96. Let's let's see. Let's see. It was... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it 96? No. It wasn't, no. Battle of Los Angeles is 99. Okay. 
Yeah, Evil Empire was ninety six, and Rage. Yeah, Machine okay, was I knew 92. I knew one of them was ninety six, but yeah, it was like it was like a toss up between this and Battle of Los Angeles. That's um, a, that's a fair toss up. Those are the be- those are the those are the good Rage Against the Machine albums. Um, but um, we talk about like an album that was iconic through and through. And you know, I'm I'm a person that loves album art, um, and it was recently. So uh, there's a there's a thing I follow called uh, Albums of Bikini Bottom, and this this guy, you should actually look it up, Sergio. It's just, it's an Instagram called Albums of Bikini Bottom, and oh, he no. takes out he takes albums, um, and he makes them bikini but like if they were in Bikini Bottom and SpongeBob. <laughs> oh God! And so, oh no, I'm gonna follow that Instagram account. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. But then, um, he, they recently put out a Rage Against the Machine self-titled, and because this album, <clears throat> this album uh, art is so iconic of this monk, um, being silent in his, you know, in his death, uh, was such a iconic moment and um, renowned. That even the people on this Instagram was like, nah, Pam, we don't know nothing about this one. Like you might want <laughs> you might want to pull this one back, dog. <laughs> like as as a child, because this came out when I was like nine, right? Mm-hmm. I, it, it did not. It, it was not obvious what was happening in this this image, just because I was like, okay, whatever, you know, it's a black and white photo. Yeah, but. As I got older and I realized what the fuck this was a picture of, like, it's unsettling. It is. It is really unsettling. And what what is even more mind-blowing, not more mind-blowing, but what is has a mind-blowing quality to it is that this album, that album cover, Uncensored, would, was just sitting on fucking Walmart shelves. Sure was. But you can't put an album on a Walmart shelf with a boob on it yeah but this is this is self-inflicted death yeah like this is literally a man mid-suicide and yep. it's just like hey bomb track right <laughs> oh that's so fucked up but yes like that's a bomb it does this is another bomb track <laughs> it's just like Oh man, that's that's kind of fucked up actually. <laughs> you yeah. think about it. You think about it. It's like, man, yes. this man, this man is killing himself as you open your like jewel case to play this album. It's like, <laughs> it's like, man, that's really fucked up. And you put it in. It's like, this is another bomb track. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, dead monk, get out of the way. I want to hear Tom Morello fuck up a guitar. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it, it, yeah. It, this this almost made my list. It's it's just. I don't listen to this album a lot. Oh, I man. love it. I respect it. It's just not one of those that it's it's not a go-to, so it doesn't it doesn't fit here for me. But it, I absolutely believe it fits here for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know me. <laughs> um, so um, killing in the name of um, yep. if you guys if you guys did not know, just like Cisco. Killing in the name of for like a verse straight he says fuck you I won't do what they tell me yep and I loved it <laughs> yeah, like man. dude just go to go to Apple Music and like 
or like YouTube and do like one of the the lyrics things and like watch the lyrics and then like fuck you I won't do it they tell me and then it goes away and then it comes right back up because it's the next lyric <laughs> which drives me insane. <laughs> um but yeah this is another one of those albums that I got into like in my like right before adult age and I started to understand what the things were being said. Um, so I had to go through and I was like, this is something I have to put on my list because it is, it, it's important now. Like the album is important now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to this day. And I think, um, and I'm go- I'm not going to know his name and I'm, I'm so I'm not going to butcher it. So the guy, the, the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Zach De La Roca. Zach De La Roca. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to ruin it. Um, but Zach De La Roca, um, like still putting out bangers like him with like run the jewels and was like dude you could you could totally do another rage against the machine album and it would still be as like prominent as it was in 92 yeah so great yeah. album great album fantastic album good cho- good choice thank you what is your next one uh i don't know if this is as good of a choice okay it probably uh, but it's will be. uh the offsprings ixnay on the ombre do you have the offsprings on your list? I have the offspring, yeah. I did not put the offsprings on my list and I kinda wish that I knew <laughs> I kinda wish that I had done that. Um, but I just don't have anything that was like that great in the nineties for me because uh I think what I think I'm going to the albums here. Ixnay on the ombre. It, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of the forgotten offspring album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is def- this is definitely not the one I was thinking about. Yeah, like their big ones are Smash and Americana. Uh Ixnay on the Ombre is literally in between those two. In between it, yeah. In between it. <laughs> yeah. And uh honestly it's it's I have I enjoy other offspring albums. You know, I, I I'm not a huge fan of their mm, we're gonna make little jokes while we sing our songs. Like it's it, it was cute in Pretty Fly for a White Guy, but it's not yeah. really cute anywhere else. Okay. Uh, and this album is very... It's kind of devoid of all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of them are very serious. Um, there, there, There is some, like, like fun stuff. Like, there... Uh, what song is it? Uh, cool to Hate is... Yeah. Like, was my anthem for, like, two years. Because it's just a song about hating things. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's I hate people, I hate school, I hate cheerleaders and anyone who's cool. I hate Doc Martens, <laughs> I hate your band. Like it, it's just just a list of shit that he hates. And Ixnay on the Ombre came out like right at a time. Let's see, ninety let's see. Yeah, released nineteen ninety seven. I was fourteen. So much like that Bush album earlier, it hit at a moment where I was hyper sensitive to what I was purchasing and listening to. And it just kind of has ingrained itself in my body. Mm, okay you know and and again like that that's the that's why it's hard for me to 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 say oh let's do the 80s i really like that duran duran album that i heard when i was 37 (laughs) like what no that doesn't make any fucking sense but it's totally believable that a 14 year old kid was at a bebop record shop and was like dude i really like that song gone away by the offspring let me grab this album and then i listened to it 
constantly for three months and suddenly it has become part of my you know my psyche okay and it's good so there's that i bet it's good i actually don't remember it um because like you said it's like it's in between smash and americana uh (laughs) yeah um but crazy enough i do see on their um on their Wikipedia page for Ixnay on the Ombre, they went on tour with AFI. Oh, that's cool. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Around the same time is that uh, it's, it's not. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's right. Yeah, around the same time. Yeah, around the same time as um, all, nope, I'm lying. That would be, damn. That's still, that's still not. AFI's like debut album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's still not AFI's. They, they just did so well, dude. They did so well for the 90s. Like, shout out to them. Good job, AFI. <laughs> Good job, Davey Havoc. Good job yeah. getting famous once you were already old. Yeah, like you guys, you guys did it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did it. I remember a quote from uh, Dexter Holland, the singer of The Offspring. Um, like it was a quote, I think it was right before Americana came out or right after. And he was like, man, there's no way I'm going to be doing fucking punk music when I'm 40. Well, flash forward to 2021. Dexter Holland is currently 55 years old and they just released a brand new punk album. So they're totally still doing punk music, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, so there you go. There you go. What's your next one? Um, my next one, I'm looking to see what they're. Damn, the offspring has been putting out fucking. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my next one is, ooh, on a TLC tip, crazy, sexy, cool. Oh yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, this is right after they were like, we're gonna stop wearing condoms on our face and use them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we've talked about how having safe sex is, you know, important. Let's go do that. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Creep <laughs> is probably my favorite R&B song of the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, Creep is so good. <laughs> Dude, so Creep, the like the the satin like pajama suit music video, like them in the satin pajama suit and then like my favorite is like thinking about the people so whenever you see like those satin backgrounds it's like the people in the back like shaking it that's all i think about it's like the people <laughs> shaking the satin backgrounds <laughs> like what do they look like do you have like t-bys in the front like swinging her arms and legs and you have those people in the back like shaking satin legs <laughs> like, like, like it makes me want to send a group text to all the reality breach dudes and just ask so which one of you would be willing to shake a satin backdrop while i fuck my wife i need two people at least <laughs> it's like i'm ooh. not trying to be a creep <laughs> Oh yikes! Oh, there's the dad. Well, I, well, I'm gonna say this is a very good choice. Yeah. Uh, so, t- oh, man, this so good that that satin. One more time, that satin back, that satin pajama suit made its way into the show Atlanta. 
in 2019. Like that's how that's how great it was. Like they were like, man, we should do this again. Which is uh, yeah. I, lo- I love this album. I love this album so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, even Red Light Special is great. Like, and of course, Waterfalls. Waterfalls is a song Wa- of a generation. Like, that's a generational song. <laughs> Waterfalls is my jam. <laughs> Which is, um, yeah. Good, good choice, Alden. Good choice. Pat your fucking self on the back. Oh, Ooh, good choice. Man, <laughs> you're killing it on your end. And I'm about to talk about Limp Biscuit, so Oh my god. That's, I knew it was coming. It's like it's, man, I don't even pull the pin on this grenade. So, so guys, before we started this podcast, Sergio was like, I'm really gonna show like my angst in my things. And I was like, Is Limp Biscuit on your list? And he was like, We'll get to the goddamn list. <laughs> So, I knew this was on it. I knew Incubus would be on it, and I knew that this would be on it. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went back and forth on which Limp Biscuit album to put on here because that's what I am. That's who I am. Uh, and I ended up putting a three dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> Just the name itself. Three dollar bill, y'all. It's three dollar bill, y'all. And. I want you to. I don't know. You. I'm sure you've seen the the album art for Three Dollar Bill, y'all. I'm definitely going to it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Like I don't know what it is. Just maybe my 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 millennial like late '90s monkey brain. Like that's the coolest fucking album art I've can imagine. I don't know why. Maybe it's like my latent need for my pants to be bigger than they should i don't know it's a it's a generation thing i think i mean you're just a jinkos kid man but fuck man that pink album cover with that, yeah. that jinko-fied doodle <laughs> yes he may, I, is actually good though i believe i believe it's good like i, I definitely believe it's good it, for the time at the, at the time <laughs> But like, <laughs> there there's a there's a clear delineation in Limp Biscuit's history. There is Fred Durst before he was famous, and Fred Durst after he was famous. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because Fred Durst after he was famous, complete asshat. Yeah, absolutely. Complete asshat. While Significant Other is good and I enjoy it, you can you can hear like his cockiness just dripping. And it and it's not like a like a cockiness that he can actually work with. It's not like a Jay Z, yeah. you know, where a, arrogance is a strength. This is like get off my street, you fucking low life white boy, you know, kind of cockiness. Oh my god, he's from Jacksonville. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's really all you need to know about Glenn Biscuit. But, he's from Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, Bortles, Bortles, <laughs> three dollar bill, y'all is it's it's like this nugget of new metal that was like we're gonna take we're gonna steal from all kinds of genres throw it together and have a band which is way more a band that is way more talented than they actually deserve to be for yeah. the music they're making like Wes Borland is a legit guitar genius but he was the guitarist for Limp Biscuit, you know <laughs> 
<laughs> like some of the sounds that are on three dollar bill, y'all. I'm not sure what instrument is making it. Okay. You know, just because they're like things are tuned in ways that I've never heard before, and the the drums work with the bass in in certain ways. And I'm just, I don't know what I'm hearing, but I fucking love it. And Fred Durst is still trying to prove himself. He's still trying to impress people. And it's fucking good, man. Like Pollution and Counterfeit are the best new metal songs ever written. Okay. okay. I know that's a low I know that's a low bar. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I so. mean New metal's not the, as as much as as much as we like to like bag on new metal like though Slipknot is still like up there like people still love yeah. Slipknot they're fantastic and they're still new metal like as much as you don't want them to be they are they are still new metal. <laughs> um, would you like face it? Like face it, dog. Like Slipknot's still new metal. Um, would you like to know some uh some things about Fred Durst that I I have known for a long time and I love telling people because it freaks them the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Fred Durst is signed, and so is Limp Biscuit. Is signed. Oh, I know this. I know this. To what? Cash Money Records, bro. There's signs to Cash Money I, Records. For, for like but earlier today, I was like, man, I gotta remember. I've got to introduce the Limp Biscuit album <laughs> as Cash Money Records own. <laughs> Did you know that? Also, did you know that Fred Durst is like A and R for like Sony? Yeah, yeah. Like he's actually successful. Yeah. In the yeah. piece, in the piece of shit that he became, like he's actually successful. And, and and the thing is, is like I've I've watched interviews, like recent interviews with him, and the way he refers to the Limp Biscuit popularity is like we were fucking around. Yeah. Like it was all I, a, yeah. It, it, like I'm sure you guys thought we were serious. All of it was a fucking joke. Yeah, and I don't know how sincere those statements in 2021 are, but it's very easy to look back and be like, you know, he might he might be telling the truth. I be, I totally believe him. I believe him, and I believe um I believe that Fred Durst had created a character. Absolutely, it's very it's that's very very possible. I like, can, to, I can to, believe to him say, creating a character. I have never seen Limbus get live, and it bugs the fuck out of me. Oh man, it really bugs me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. It'll happen. It'll like Fred Durst's beard will be all white and shit, and he'll be wearing. Yep. Uh, he'll still be wearing a fucking backwards New York Yankees hat. Um, there's a a few years ago, August twenty first, twenty twenty, Fred Durst on Limp Biscuit Bands mates. Uh, none of us were ever friends, which once again goes back to the whole thought of this was a character. Yeah. Fred Durst is a character because Fred Durst is actually not Fred Durst's name. It is actually um, Frederick Allen Maine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Frederick Durstowitz. <laughs> Frederick Durstowitz. <laughs> he goes he goes by William Frederick Durst, but his name is Frederick Allen Maine the third. At least that's what Wikipedia tells me. Oh, that's that like that's proper as fuck. Yeah. So. Uh, Fred Durst. Fred Durst is probably a character that he created. I did not think that I was going to come out of this uh, appreciating your respect for Limp, Limp Biscuit, but you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I got, I got totally got respect for him. I mean, that I, I won't lie. Fred, uh, Limp Biscuit is definitely on my iPod classic. I can't take it off. 
<laughs> because you'd have to update your iTunes, and I don't know how to do that. It's just kind of stuck yeah, there now. Yeah, just I don't want to do it. I don't want to go through all that mess. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? What's next? Um, because once again, we're gonna have to talk about him because I'm pretty sure we have to talk about him in TLC's Crazy, Sexy, Cool. But I know for sure we're gonna have to talk about him, Robert Kelly, because. My next one is Aaliyah's One in a Million, which came out in 96. Oh, yeah. As it turns out, we do have to talk about Robert Kelly. <laughs> turns out he was rather, um, what, what do they say? Influential. Influential, as it turns out. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, she was from under the grips, the tight hold of R. Kelly, um, and was introduced... To the the likes of Missy Elliott and Timbaland and Magoo, and they helped her create this uh, iconic uh, sound, which is from One in a Million. Um, and they gave her a fresh new name, which was Baby Girl, and she was the the like singing of singing artist of their like group. So, um, this is like. Aaliyah coming together was like the Avengers like coming together <laughs> in a movie. It's like you saw it all begin with like Super Duper Fly and then like Timbaland and Magoo's and the album and then you have like Genuine's album and then they like brung in Aaliyah and was like done. Avengers Assemble dog. <laughs> wow. Um, One in the Million has um, four page letter uh, Hot Like Fire um one in a million the actual song one in a million um if your girl only knew which crazy so it's just she just has so many like great songs and this album was what if if there was an album that other than the one that r kelly was like put this on apple music and spotify this would be the album that we would choose because um her parents and her uncle actually does not want her music on on streaming service we don't know why but he decided that he didn't want it on there so he took it off but Ara kelly said put aj number the number on there because he technically owns it but this is this yeah, i can if, say that uh that album title hasn't aged well it has not aged well not one single bit yeah and it you know it also has not aged well his creepy ass sitting in the background of that album art yeah yeah it has not aged, aged well that 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 might this might have the title for aged the worst. Yeah, absolutely. Aged any number, album number. cover ever. <laughs> um, but dude, even on this album, she had like not only did she have Missy Elliott and Timbaland like mostly um doing their things, but like like this song has slick like this she's got it got to give it up, which is a cover by Marvin Gaye, and it's got Slick Rick on it, like. She did Choosy Lover by uh, a cover of Choosy Lover by Isley Brothers. Like, dude, she just this was her commenting it to her own. So I loved it. I loved it. It was actually the first person I cried to when they died. Oh, I I remember where I was when I when I when I saw that news. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But it's strangely enough, Aaliyah was kind of a kind of a um a black hole for me when it comes to I could I, had you mentioned Aaliyah prior to us recording and asked me to name a song. I don't think I could have. Yeah. 
That's how yeah. that's how I feel about Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about Incubus. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's see. My number seven. Uh, don't laugh. I won't. I promise. Gordon. You already put. I was about to say you put Limp Biscuit on already out, so I laughed at that. I won't laugh at this one. Okay. Okay. Gordon by Bare Naked Ladies. Is this the one that has? Because I don't, I don't know much of Bare Naked Ladies. This is the one that had, uh, if I had a million dollars. Yes, it is. Oh my fucking Jesus! <laughs> like, <laughs> so this, this is probably the only one on my list that I that I got to years and years late. Because I didn't really listen to it a lot until in, into the aughts. But Gordon is a snapshot of a bunch of fucking art school nerds who are extremely talented and realize that as Canadian white boys, they can get away with pretty much anything when recording an alt rock album. They can? And they did. It's exactly <laughs> what they did. <laughs> like okay. when I, when, and when I say art school guy, like, you know, you know the people, and this this is a terrible <laughs> thing to say, but you know the people who are fucking in in, in like uh, acting school, and they're always fucking talking, and they're always fucking joking, and they they, they always want to be the person to impress everybody, and they they'll jump out of their chair and be like, but no, you know, like that guy, you know that guy. I do know that guy. <laughs> All of them are the the music version of that guy. Right. Okay. And all of these songs are written with a smirk. It's like, hey, we're way funnier than these songs, but we're going to we're going to come down to your level and write to you because we know that this is what you want to hear. And they're delivered uh, with two two different singers, great voices, very distinctly different voices. Okay. Uh, They are multi-instrumentalist. So like two of the dudes play like eight different instruments. And so in one song, it'll be a straightforward rock song. Then the next song, they have fucking horns. And then the next song, it's piano driven. It's, so, it, so it's, is this a Scott album? <laughs> no, it's not. Like, but I, I would say like, hey, this this has some Scott like. Yeah, t- it definitely t- has some tingles. Scott influence. Yeah. Uh, and they're one of the only bands that can record a song called If I Had a Million Dollars. And then like. Five songs before that is a serious, earnest love song. Okay. And it doesn't seem weird. <laughs> there aren't many bands. There's not many groups that can get away with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's so, actually that's actually very true. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is their best album, even though it's not the one with their big hits on it, because you know, one week didn't come out for another seven years after this. Yeah. Album. Uh, and and I've liked most of their output throughout the years. This is just this is very much the seed that everything else grew from. I I just so if I had a million dollars is one of the songs that plays um, and that did play and I think it has been taken off the list. It has played at my job for so long and we hate it so much because like it's. The way people hate Chumbawamba is the way that we hate. If I had a million dollars, like, 
book. It's so bad. And then hold like one day I just sat there and I was like, dude, you can't get a fucking giraffe for a million dollars. Like you, you're running short. You can't do all of these things. You are short, my man. <laughs> you can buy a giraffe for a million dollars. You can buy a giraffe for a million dollars, but you can't buy the rest of that shit. <laughs> There are the two lines in that song that I chuckle at to this day. Okay, which, they're, they're, which are uh, I, I'd buy you some art, a Picasso or a Garfunkel, <laughs> which is fucking stupid and wonderful at the same time. And the other one is uh, where he's like, um, the he, he says, "I'd buy you a fur coat, but not a real fur coat. That's cruel." And then in the next version or in the next verse, he says, "I'd buy you." A green dress, but not a real green dress. That's cruel. <laughs> like, that's just re- that's like peak fucking 80s dad humor. And I love it, man. It's not in the 80s, but I was watching the movie Real Genius yesterday, and it and it's the same humor. It's the exact same jokes. Yeah. It's great. It's fucking great. What you got next? My next one is Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope. Okay, I'm familiar mm. with Janet Jackson's work. Which one is this? Janet Jackson. This one has um the song Velvet Rope. And for uh and how I got introduced to this album is my sister got it for her birthday one day. Um oh my god, I tried to ch- like search Janet Jackson and I searched Janet Velvet, which is a great porn name. <laughs> that that actually sounds like a <laughs> like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. <laughs> Janet Velvet. <laughs> it's a great porn name. <laughs> um, my sister, uh, she actually got Velvet Rope for her birthday, and I think I listened to it more than she did. Um, and this is just like the opposite of what, what, um. Erica Badu did, which is like the jazz influence, but like it was neo, it was like a, a neo soul. This was kind of the opposite, I would say. I don't know, but it's like it's like smooth jazz. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just really, it was really great. Um, it's got um, it's got I get so lonely. Um, and that. Another another way that I got into this album is the actual song Velvet Rope, which is a song that was for some reason played by every marching band in New Orleans. Like everyone had to play Velvet Rope. And I hadn't heard the song in so long that I had completely forgotten about it. And then when, when I got to play in the marching band, they were like, We're gonna play Velvet Rope. And I was like, I don't know that song. And then we were, and when we played it, I was like, I still don't know this song. And then I've like revisited this album. It's like, oh dumbass. This is the song. It's by Janet Jackson from the Velvet Rope album, you piece of crap. That's funny. <laughs> um so yeah, this is great album. Great album to like just chill and listen to. If there if if there was a a um a B side of of John Mayer's Continuum, it would be this album. Whoa, th- those are big words. I said it. The, like... <laughs> if there's a B-side of John Mayer's Continuum, it would be The Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson. Again, hot takes. Hot takes. 
Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember very much from this album. Give it. Give it a chance, man. Give it a chance. I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen. What is next on you list? Uh, well, it was uh, Blink One Eighty Two, so we're gonna go ahead and move to number five on my list. Okay. Uh, which I'm is so, uh, sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Undervalued Blink One Eighty Two, but that's fine. You know. I didn't mean to undervalue it. It's just not my favorite. Okay. That's fine, too. <laughs> um, my number five is Our Lady Peace, Clumsy. I know some of those words. <laughs> uh, Our Lady Peace somehow was a one-hit wonder like 12 years after they debuted, right? I don't know, I don't know if it's 12 years. It was about 10 years after. They had that big song right, right in like 2002 called Somewhere Out There. Okay. Like huge. It's like it was one of those songs that played at every fucking sports event. Uh, it, it was on the radio for four years, but then they disappeared after that again. Uh, prior to that, there were just this kind of grunge adjacent Canadian rock band. Yeah. That had some minor hits on rock radio. And I I was just a really big fan of them for a very long time. And and Clumsy is just one of those albums that resonated with me at a young age and has just kind of stuck with me. And I, I don't really have anything monumental to say about it. It's just stuck with you. It's just stuck I mean, with me. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, if, it, if yeah. it stuck with you, that means that, I mean, it just stuck with you. That's okay. I yeah, mean, this, yeah. is a, this is a weird album art. It's, I, don't it's, under, it's, I don't know what's happening here. It is, it is an old man using a, using a, a trapeze with his teeth. With his teeth, but those aren't his feet. His teeth, his teeth. No, and those aren't his feet in this in this picture. Like, oh, th- those are not his feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that old guy is on like a bunch of their albums, like five or six of their album covers. Why? <laughs> I who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Why? That's so weird. It's like it's like, hey, uh, old man, will you be a part of our band? We don't want you to sing or anything. We just want to take pictures of you. Yeah, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of their albums, including That's... their greatest hits, have that old guy on it. So That's so weird. That's so weird. They're they're putting out a new album called Spiritual Machine too. Yes, a sequel to their 2001 uh, album Spiritual Machines. I'm excited. Okay. Spiritual Machines is a great album. I've actually seen this album cover for Spiritual Machines. I've actually seen this. But Look, yeah. there's, a, there's that man. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's that but man yeah. again. <laughs> like, 4AM, Clumsy, Superman's Dead, are like those are songs that will never get old for me. It's spe- specifically 4AM. I, I hold that one up as one of the best songs ever written. So. Okay. It's good. But we don't have to talk anymore about it. I, I get it. Everyone's like, what, Our Lady Who? <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm I'm interested. Like, I've I've added so many albums from your list on to, like, my Apple Music so far. <laughs> For sure. You're going to get to listening and be like, why am I friends with that guy? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You you are you are not the same person. Uh, and I, val- I value your taste in music. Well, For thank sure. you. And, and you know, I, I, sh- I shit on who I was at the time, but no joke. I would listen to any of these right now. 
You have listened to some of those. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In in the last 24 hours, you have posturing. (laughs) Uh, what's next? Um, you brought it up earlier. Um, she is the only person that is on my list technically twice. Um, and that is Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly. Ah, okay, okay. I was not gonna leave this album out. I was not going to leave this album out. There was no chance in hell um, with, like, <sighs> Missy Elliott introducing us to Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like, she did that. Um, there are moments when, when people are like, who introduced who? Uh, and, like, people people would think that Busta Rhymes introduced us to Missy Elliott. It's quite the opposite, guys. Um, yeah, the song is called <laughs> Busta's Intro. Yeah. So she introduced – and then <laughs> – even on the next album, uh, which we learned, um, is that there's a song featuring, uh, who was it, Nas, that on a song called Busta Rhymes. No, that was Eminem, called Busta Rhymes. Wow. So she introduced us to um, Busta Rhymes. Uh, this album was, uh, once again, just like so great to give us so many artists um and like such a great sound for like just a female in r&b to give a different sound so we had we had had like lil kim because lil kim is on the second song hit him with the heat uh which is a great song and then you have the brat um and then you have like missy doing something completely different from what those two artists were doing um it was very dancey as it was almost pop like rap music um and so it's just it felt great it felt really great and this is also <laughs> this is also like missy elliott uh she also this is a album that has genuine and Aaliyah on it and so she like down going all the way down every last song is written and produced by missy elliott like for her to have such like not just like a album but like her first album and being like i'm gonna do everything <laughs> and then the and the label being like okay <laughs> like i'm gonna do everything so like her and busta rhymes like produced and wrote the album together and the and the label was like cool all right we don't know y'all but all right and then like it was just monumental so great it was really great past the yep. duchy is still a great song yeah, it like took great right now. <laughs> Past the Duchy is still a great song. Like there aren't like rap music has. I, it's obviously not my favorite. I, I, I it, it doesn't resonate with me like it does other people. I, I'm sorry. I however, however, I do enjoy rap music, and it has the ability to take me back to moments that rock music cannot do. Okay. And that's, that's definitely I can I can see that. And uh, Missy Elliott, like s- specifically this era, Missy Elliott, whenever I hear it, I am transported back to 1997. Yeah. You know, in, in ways that anything, nothing on my list is going to just transport me back then back there. The stuff on my list is like this stuff still resonates with me now. Like it, this is just part of me. Rap music is part of the time that I lived through and enjoyed. So yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird 
disconnect, but I love it. So that is my um the one that like I said, I wasn't I wasn't gonna skip Super Duper Fly. We talked about it earlier. I wasn't gonna skip it. So that is my <laughs> that is my six. Okay. What what is your five, Sergio? Um I'm actually up to number four, so you go you go with one more. No, 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 you go because we did we did uh Bleak One Eighty Two. You go. You're good. Okay, okay. Um my uh, number four is very obligatory. Okay. Uh but I feel like I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to make the case for it. Uh, it is uh, Nirvana's Nevermind. I, I I honestly I expect especially after like the Incubus and like all the stuff that was in it um, previous like your previous list. Mm-hmm. I 100% expected this album to be on here. And honestly, it's lower than I expected. Really? And number yeah, four, I, it's okay. I I expected it to be like your top three, honestly. Uh, the, the, me and you could literally podcast for two hours straight just talking about Nirvana and its and their effect on mu- music as a whole. Like that is that's an easy conversation to have. However, I want to talk about the album by itself yeah. as a piece of art. Uh, not even not even how it was different from the stuff that was in the 80s not even you know how people were copying it for fucking decades right not even how like somehow we got nickelback out of nirvana cuz cuz lot it doesn't take very many logical steps to get to nickelback after nirvana <laughs> i want to talk about the art piece that is nevermind okay and from start to finish it is a perfect blend of like aggressive punk sassy fucking like catchy almost uh david bowie-ish brash attitude to it mm-hmm. and it also is loud as fuck yeah for sure yeah okay and <laughs> and, and 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 like at the like all of those things are positive traits right but none of them work unless it's catchy. And every song on this album is inherently catchy in in ways that you don't expect out of that brand of music. Okay. So I don't, like think, you, I don't think I've ever I don't think I don't think I've ever thought about Nevermind that way. Yeah, like like if you look at the albums that 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 were that pre- preceded Never mind. When it comes to like like influential influentially influentially, uh, <laughs> like Mud Honey and 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 like all of that that late eighties early nineties Western grunge, uh-huh. a lot of it is hard to listen to because it's it's just sad people satting at each other for fucking thirty minutes, right? not very listenable not very singable there's no melody to it there's it's all delivered with an earnestness that is almost off-putting at times you can tell on nevermind that that kurt cobain knew he was singing about sad shit with a smirk (laughs) you know he was like yeah take this fucking ride because this is sad but this is going to be a blast you know and you know, a lot of people love to read into, oh, his suicide and blah, 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 and this and that, and in utero is te- technically better. No, it's not. No, it's not. If anyone has ever tells you in utero is better than Nevermind, they're fucking lying. 
<laughs> they're either lying or they're idiots. Like, <laughs> do not trust them. Don't let them babysit. They're wrong. <laughs> Don't let them babysit your children. <laughs> yeah. Nevermind is a magical piece of art. Not even taking into context its surroundings. I am done. I'm off my soapbox. Do do you think if Nevermind was to come out today that it would still be as iconic as it is? No. Okay. Not not well That's not, not yeah not not when it, just because music's in a different place. Uh huh. Like if it were to come out today, it would shift rock music. Without a doubt, it would not shift the landscape of pop music. Okay. Like it did. In the yeah. 90s. Okay. That's something. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Nevermind. I, I, you are a big fan of Nevermind. Like I said, I expect I expected this to be like top three. It's crazy that it's number four. So I was side, close. side note: Did you happen to hear Post Malone's Nirvana concert? I did not. No, oh, dude, look it up. It's great. Okay. Like, um, turns out Post you, Malone does a great, great grunge voice. No, um, and so the thing about Posty, and I'm gonna say Posty like the kids, um. The thing about Post Malone is that I think he has the potential to be good. I just don't care. <laughs> I think I and I do, I don't I think I give po, I would give Post Malone a little bit more recognition than I would give like Machine Gun Kelly. That's and fair. Like, and I've heard that this Machine Gun Kelly like most recent like pop punk album is like really great, and I'm like, nope, can't do it. Oh, hey, Machine man. Gun Kelly. Oh, that- <laughs> That's an that's that's another two hour conversation about just Post Malone and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Post Malone might be the most talented guy on the radio right now. You think so? He might be. Okay. Because you know he's definitely on, the dirtiest. On on the, the surface, riffraff is not there anymore. On the surface, he's dirty and weird, and <laughs> like you you wouldn't want him around your daughters. But you scratch just a little bit off the surface. And you have basically like a tattooed teddy bear who has a velvet voice who can also rap. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can and he can that. play like really four instruments. That. Like we, I don't I don't think we deserve Post Malone. Did you Did you know that Post Malone actually like signs as many signatures as he can, so it's not worth anything. Good. I think it's like it's like. It's like Clash punk rock, dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the Clash, like, love of punk rock. It's like, I'm going to just keep signing. Don't sell this on eBay. It's not worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Mike? All right, Mike. I'm going to sign. And as for Machine Gun Kelly, just real quick, that new Machine Gun Kelly album, yes, it is good. Uh, is it amazing? No. However, there are two or three songs that if you drop them out of that – and you like give me a lot of drugs. Uh huh. You could probably convince me that they were written and recorded by Blink One Eighty Two for "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." <laughs> now, there was a lot of caveats there, but that's how good those few songs are. God damn it! Ugh. I don't have to listen to this. Fucking you don't have to. You don't have to. I think I have to now. But, when, you, oh, when you when you put it up to take off your pants and jacket, like I think I have to. Then let me then let me focus this so you so you don't have to listen to too much. Listen to concert for aliens. Okay, that's that song. A Blink one eighty two like that's a Blink one eighty two title. Concert for aliens. Listen to that song before you listen to any of the, any of the other ones. Okay. If you really like it, then 
you know, wade deeper into the into the the pool that is Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, I will do that. I will do that actually. Uh, w- let's see. You have what four left? I have five left. Really? Oh, I have five left. Okay, then go go. You're next. Um, you knew it. You've heard it here before. Okay. You will hear it again. It is one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay. Mortal Kombat's Annihilation soundtrack. Shut this fucking podcast down. What <laughs> are you talking about? Yes. That's not dude. even like the 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 right one. No, it is. It is. It real 100% is. It's like techno like they, dude, they took a they took a Megadeth song and made it techno. <laughs> I do love that Megadeth song. <laughs> like Dude, it's so great. It's so great. Like, every Zog is fantastic. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's one of it's one of my favorite albums of all time. I think okay, so even on this even on this list like this, the next one. Like the next the, <laughs> seriously, the next five is the these like these five are my favorite albums of all time. Like these are these are like top albums. I just <laughs> I don't have to apologize for talking about corn anymore. No, you don't 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 please don't please don't. As much as and and you guys did listen to the the last the last podcast if you listened to the last episode where I talked about how much I love the the movie of Mortal Kombat Annihilation because it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. One caveat is that the soundtrack is flawless and I say that with pun. Oh man, pun intended. Nice. Unintended. Okay. Like the soundtrack is flawless. It's so good. It's one of my favorite albums. <laughs> I won't I won't I won't stick too long on it because we've talked I, about it multiple times. But it's I, great. I, I don't know how I don't know how to respond to that. Don't respond, just go listen to it. Cause like the, the Mortal Kombat Techno song is like that's a banger. That's always yeah. been a banger. Yeah. Just think about what comes after that. Like it's got it's got to hold up the it's got to hold up the hype of that song. And you know what? And you know what? Ramstein is next. <laughs> That's the next song. Ramstein is next. So yes, it 100% holds up. Oh my god. I'm I'm just looking at this. Let's see. There's that song, and then there's Ramstein. Uh, Ramstein. German industrial band, KMFDM, German industrial band. What's that? It's, it's, that song's called Megalomaniac. Yeah, then Megadeth, and then Pitch Shifter, British industrial rock band. So they're really towing a line, and I like it. I'm telling you, man, it's a niche. It's one. It's definitely a niche for sure. But go and listen to it. Just give, just like give it a glimmer. Like just just a little bit of chance. I promise you. I promise you. You will not. You will not be disappointed. It's so great. Give it a glimmer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get to. Uh, here's another one that's just kind of expected. Uh, Green Day's Dookie. I. I honestly almost put Dookie on mine, and I'm like, 
I don't know it enough. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I almost put Dookie on my list, and I was like, no, I don't know it enough. I can't. I cannot go through and say that I'm 100% a Green Day fan to for me to put put that on my on my list. But I definitely expected it to be on yours. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I go back and forth as to what my favorite Green Day album is. Is it like is it American Idiot or is it Dookie? Is it American Idiot or is it Dookie? And I don't have to answer that question. You sure don't. No, because they're both amazing. Uh, you sure you, you do not have to. And what's crazy about Dookie is I loved it when it came out, and I think I like it more now than I liked it then. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. That's that's one hundred percent how it is. <laughs> uh, Longview, Basket Case, Welcome to Paradise, When I Come Around. Those are just the hits. Like everything else is great too. Burnout is fucking great. Uh, yeah, she is fucking great. Uh, FOD, fuck off and die is fucking great. I, I have nothing negative to say about Dookie. I I I, I figured you didn't. So, <laughs> and, I, and I'm legit surprised it's not Dookie on your is list. A great al- Dookie is a great album. It's fantastic. Like I said, I I was so close to putting it on my list, and I was like, I just don't know it enough. I don't know it enough. I know it's an. I know it's good. I know it's great. But I was like, I just don't know it enough, and I can't. I can't put it on my list as justice to like true green day fans that know that it's uh, like one of the greatest albums of the nineties. I just, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. To, I couldn't do it to those fans. Wow. Wow. Because I, 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 res, I just, I respect that album too much for sure. What, what's crazy is like do, green day is, is what I said about red hot chili peppers earlier where like there's backlash now. Yeah. Like people are like, well, oh, fuck red hot chili peppers. Like, I've seen like a growing fuck Green Day crowd, which is weird. That's real weird to me. It's really weird because I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've ever heard a Green Day album like eh, like this. Like even even like Uno Dos Stress, it's like there's some good songs on those albums. Oh yeah, there's an album's worth of good songs across those three albums. Across across those three albums, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Now that it's not it's not fantastic. I think there's some filler songs. Um, but like, I, I, dude, we're talking about we're talking about a band that's like 30 years old, um, and mm-hmm. like we're still talking about their first album, and they were putting out they're still putting out really great albums. Um, it's very, very different from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand the backlash of Green Day. I don't. Yeah, I, I I don't get it either. What is your number? What four? My number four is going to be. Brandy's uh sophomore album, Never Say Never. Brandy. Brandy. You know, Brandy's always on my list, man. Brandy's always on my list. I'm gonna have to go to the dis disambiguation page there. You type in Brandy <laughs> and it takes you to the drink. Oh, yeah, yep, that that would do it. Yep. It might take you to that Brandy song from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> she said hey, Brandy. <laughs> okay brandy norwood there we go yes brandy's never say never is one of my all-time favorite albums and what sucks about it is that i brought it up today which means that i will probably listen to it tomorrow and i won't stop listening to it for a month i hate bringing up this album because it's always the next thing i listen to (laughs) (laughs) and then i don't listen to it for a month and so uh, when Silas was working with us, he knew that it was one of my favorite albums. And so randomly he would just put it on. He was like, 
now it's gonna be on your ipod for the next month and a half and i was like no why would you do this to me <laughs> why would you do this to me <laughs> it's uh uh i was introduced to this album on a portable cd player of course you were in a waterbed <laughs> i had a waterbed it is the most 90s thing ever. yeah man <laughs> in a waterbed <laughs> Damn. Did, were you also playing with your pogs? No, I was not. I was not. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yep, that's how I was introduced to this album um, in a waterbed. Yep. Yeah, I actually know some, I know some tracks from this album. You, what do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, um, let's hear those. Let's see. Almost Doesn't Count. Uh-huh. Uh, it, what's that? Uh, the Boy's Mine is a fucking classic, right? Yes, it is. This is definitely definitely a classic. You have Monica, excuse me, Monica and Brandy, who are both um being mentored by the late great Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like that was a second there in 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 the nineties where I was like, oh, huh, Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, I I dude, I can I can roll with this choice. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And look, Rodney, Rodney Jerkins, once again. Rodney Jerkins, he wrote yep. so many songs on this album. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, uh, mace. Ah, fucking Mace, man. Yeah. Pass the Mace. Pass the Mace. Fucking, fucking retired to be a pastor, right? Yep. That's what he did. And then he came back. Um... Uh, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but Mace came back for a little while, um, and he did, yeah, Welcome Back in 2004, and then he left, and then he came back and was hanging out with, uh, don't say, don't say Fred Durst. He he was hanging out with 50 Cent. It was weird. Oh, that is weird. (laughs) It was like, why is, why is Mace hanging out with 50 Cent? He's in like a fifty cent music video. Like uh, he's trying to bring him, some, bring him a, uh, a, bring him some Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like he was. Oh, what what video was that? Um, I'm looking up now. Yeah, Mace Mace was in a music video. I don't know why. <laughs> because at some point in his career, getting Mace in your video was a get. And then like. Oh, Window Shopper. I remember. I, I didn't even have to search it. It's Window Shopper. That's the song that 50 Cent. Wow. Mad at me. I think I know why. I, I absolutely believe it's Window Shopper. All right. All right. But yeah. So that that happened. <laughs> cool. So let's see. I have, I have two left. Yes. Let's, you have three. I have three left. So go again. Okay, I will go again, and guess what it is? I'm going to sing it it again. I'm going to sing it again. It is Cisco's Unleash the Dragon. (laughs) Featuring the thong song. (laughs) Okay, so I've talked about how influential Cisco was. Mm -hmm. And I told you guys that I told you guys that this album was on my list. Yes, you did. did. It is one of my. The lead. It is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, 
because not because of the thong song. The thong song is a great song, and as much as you think that you hate it, you don't. You no, don't. I don't. Really I don't hate it at all. <laughs> you really don't. There, dog. Like the, the thong song was such an iconic song. They put it in like a uh, a DC universe like TV show, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't. There's an episode of Legends of Tomorrow where they go to the Hall of Bad Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's like a wax figure of Cisco. And they're like, why is Cisco in here? And they're like, man, the thong song was a bad idea. And like one of the guys still, he's like, it's not a bad idea. And then they start fighting people. And then still goes through and presses the button. And turns the thong song on. And so now, real Cisco is performing the thong song while a fight is going on in this DC Universe show. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, but the the not to not to discredit the thong song, it also has um if I had everything, I think that's the name of that song. Um, but I think that's the name of it. Mm, I don't see it on here. Uh, you are everything. No, that was, no. A, that was, no, nope, that's not right. Uh, incomplete. That's the song ah, right okay. after, right after the thong song incomplete, which is written by Donnell Jones, Montel Jordan, not Donnell Jones, Montel Jordan. The, Great song. Isn't he the This Is How We Do It guy? He's the This Is How We Do It guy, and I absolutely hate that song. If there's a song <laughs> that I hate in my life, it is This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Gotta fucking hate that song. <laughs> okay. Um. So you have Incomplete, you have uh, So Sexual, you have is love enough like it's just so good it's such a great album it's such a great album like and then the thong song once again as i said the thong song was yes is is a song that ha- that gave us the chorus i mean th- that gave us the verse three times like to this day when i see a dump truck dump, i'm like dump, uh, that dumps dump like truck. a truck 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 truck, truck. truck. and then guys like what what what? what? <laughs> <laughs> can, Three I talk times. About, can I talk about Cisco's energy for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Like he has big anime energy. Yeah, and I think he, I think he's always known that. Like, and and again, I'm gonna say something that I don't mean to be offensive. I just am clumsy with words sometimes. <laughs> like, you know how black dudes really like anime? Yeah. Like that's a thing. I, I don't know why it's a thing. I don't. But I've noticed that black dudes love anime, and that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Seeing Cisco wear that fucking brand of anime, like, and like he did it, it well. Yeah, it's it, it it it's it it. I don't know. It just makes me feel warm. <laughs> it makes me feel warm. It's like say, like, hey man, I see you. I mean, so now the 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 honestly the question is is like. How does Asian like Asian people feel about him with like technically a culture appropriating like dragons and like like Chinese like stuff? I mean, but I guess Wu Tang did it too with like Enter the Wu. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I never thought well, about it that way. But you're holy right. Holy shit! 
In 2003, the album was certified sextuplet platinum. What? What? <laughs> what? That means that means somewhere on the it, it, somewhere in the world. There this are is somebody else's favorite album. Currently, five million copies of this. Yep. Somewhere in the world, they may not be in CD players, or even like we couldn't round those up. I'm sure a lot of them are in landfills and will be there for the next fifteen thousand years, fifteen million years. But there That's are five crazy. million copies. That's crazy. Fucking Good job, crazy. Cisco. Good job, dog. You've got dumps, <laughs> dumps like a truck, bro. Truck, truck. A dump truck load of fucking Cisco <laughs> CDs. All right, what is your uh, next one? Number two, uh, yet again, this is a. You just had your your you know your second Cisco appearance, and you, you had two by who was it? Uh, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Uh, my my returning artist is going to be In- Incubus, of course. Of course. Uh, number two on my list less. is Make Yourself. Okay. I know this album. And you should. You should. I know I know this album. <laughs> like, Where of Science was the weird one. This was them figuring out how to make an album that has mass appeal. Yeah. Uh, it... it it's heavy in places. It's melodic in places. It has legit acoustic. It has at least one legit acoustic ballad, which in, in Drive, which is a was a huge song that is still wildly popular to this day. But they still had enough bizarre, like mysticism, fucking undertones, and like I, I hate to just say California themes, but you know. <laughs> Like, shit different in California, you know? Like, everyone's, yeah, no, for sure. everyone's kind of a hippie, you know, everyone's kind of open to more things, and they're surfing, you know, and all of all of that is kind of baked into Make Yourself, along with, like, science fiction themes, and just, it, it, it personifies the year 1999, the only the, the only thing the thing that probably does it better is that Prince song, but <laughs> Incubus's "Make Yourself" is a perfect portrait of rock music in the year 1999. Because okay. it's not full new metal, it's not alt rock, it's not heavy metal, it's not industrial, but it's kind of all of those things. So, I and and like on top of that. I- Okay. Yeah. Track Sorry. track, it's fucking perfect. There, there's, there's not a song on here that I would be like, eh, you can leave it off. No, no. It, it <laughs> starts straight finish, through. Straight don't through. Like, don't skip it. Play it twice. <laughs> Infinity on high uh, status. Now press repeat. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Okay. I think I know Drive. I think I think you that do. is a song I actually do know. Oh, you do, and you probably know Stellar and Pardon Me. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think I'm, for sure I think I know Drive. You're you're probably right about Stellar and Pardon Me, but I definitely think I know Drive. You might even know Privilege. It was in a bunch. It was in a bunch of video games. Okay. Um. Uh. Fun fact. Drive is in. <laughs> drive is in Donkey Konga 2. 
Well, okay. Why, why was that something that they put in that? Um, but yep, you can you can play you can play drive on the video game Donkey Konga 2, where you play the Kongas as Donkey Kong. Hey, don't shit on Donkey Konga. <laughs> I, I'm not. Those I've never games played it. Cool. I've always wanted to. I've never played it. I've got it. You want to come over and play Donkey Konga? Damn right I do. <laughs> I, have, I have all the equipment necessary. Damn right I do. <laughs> I'll be like, let's play that. Let's play that Incubus song. Let's play that Incubus song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was my number two. So I only have one great more choice. Left. It's a great what choice. Do you have? I have Destiny's Child, The Writings on the Wall. I knew Once that I, was going to be on here. I of knew. Of course it. you did. Of course you did. There's no way that you couldn't have known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess I was just waiting for it to arrive. Waiting I, for it to arrive. That was what number two? That's number two. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. What's what? It's crazy that I did this in chronological order, and the last five are my five favorite albums from the '90s, and like of all to like of all time, like they're they're up there, top albums. Let's okay okay. Let me. I'm I'm pretty familiar with with uh Destiny's Child, so let me actually d- dive into what's on writings on the wall. Bills bills bills. Fuck yeah it is. Um, um, jumping jumping, cause ladies leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and a pocket's full grown. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I also did not put pull it up here. <laughs> because I'm a maniac who just likes to torture myself knowing good and well I should have done it anyway um, this is uh, say my name I forgot I didn't even have to look at it but say my name bugaboo mm-hmm. um, uh, hey ladies uh, so good which is crazy that so <laughs> so good is about Latoya and Latavia being kicked out of the, out of the group <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like that's some like Taylor Swift level pettiness. Like they they wrote and put so good on on it when they kicked Latoya and Latavia out. I Ouch. mean not 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 Latoya, Latavia. They kicked Latavia out and then they then they did it. <laughs> this yeah, you know, like look, I'm I'm flipping through the fucking Destiny's Child discography right now. This might be my favorite one too. It's so great. It's so good. It's so good. Um, you've got you've got next on air. So you have RL, um, who did the song, uh, uh, which everyone knows as "Why You Always Lying," "Why You Always Lying," which is actually a song about having a boner, and we played that shit on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> the actual song is about having a boner. Um, Missy Elliott makes an appearance on Confessions. Mm-hmm. Which is actually probably one of my favorite songs on this album. Um, just a just a all around like this is if there is an album that I did not skip a song uh, by Destiny's Child, it's this one. This is the one I do not skip a song, not one. Like th- this album gets a full on pass from me alone for Bills, 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 and Jumpin' Jumpin'. Jumpin' Jumpin', man. Like those two fucking songs. Like 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 if I was the gatekeeper to heaven, what's his name? Saint Peter. Saint Peter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like if writings on the wall strutted up to me, I'd be like jumping, jumping. You're good. Keep going. You're in. <laughs> yep. Um. 
and they, they did like promos for this album and there were like weird promos as, as as far as i remember um destiny's child was in smart guy oh and, uh, the, like the show the show smart guy they were in smart guy around this time um and they tried to recruit um what was his name tj they tried to recruit tj to go on tour with them um and they were going to change their names to uh destiny's wit child Uh. (laughs) (laughs) or was it destiny's and child (laughs) but they tried to they were recruiting tj and he was like i could put myself all in a backpack (laughs) yeah that's fucking funny destiny's child was in was in um was in smart guy how do i remember that i have no idea because you're a smart guy Hey, I see what you did there. Oh, 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 I'm doing oh, finger guns if you can't see. Yeah, yeah they don't give me credit for that. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I do finger guns. <laughs> All right, man. What is Sergio Lugo the third? The second. The second. <laughs> SG3. 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 What is your number one album from 1990? The Color and the Shape. By Foo Fighters. Mmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you just couldn't wait for Kurt Cobain to die, could you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, listeners. <laughs> damn. Okay, so like, I, I there there are moments when you're a kid, you know, uh, uh, like formative years, like middle of your teens, you look at something. And you make a decision and you're like, this is me now. Yeah. You know, like, like, like you play a video game and you're like, oh, I'm a gamer now. You know, you, 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 when the, like the first time I heard the color and the shape as an album, not just the singles off of it that I had heard, but when I sat down and listened to the color and the shape, I, it was like walking past a threshold. I'm a music guy now. (laughs) like this 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 album has convinced me this is something that i want to continue to do the rest of my life is listen to music intently that's how good this album was when it you know when i when i initially heard it this was the one this this was the one yeah hell yeah and like looking at the and, and like looking back on it with you know adult eyes like it's still fucking fantastic. Like it start to finish, there, there's there's nothing I would change on on uh, c- the color and the shape. However, when I look at what the Foo Fighters are, uh-huh. and it, it was a revelation that I had a few years ago. The Foo Fighters are not cool. They've never been cool. No, I don't think so. I think I think they're just musically inclined. I, yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're cool. I think they're cool to say that you listen to them. I think people think that. Yes, people think that listening to the Foo Fighters is cool. It, it is not. It is – if you are a, a white guy between the ages of 25 and 55 – Literally ex- everyone is doing it. It's expected of you. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. <laughs> you know, if you are not listening to the Foo Fighters, then you're on a list somewhere in Washington, D.C. Besides that – they're not cool. Their music is technically not cool, but it has, like, it's a soundtrack to being an American white guy. And not like, 
in an offensive way. Cause there, there is a completely different soundtrack that has some like Toby Keith on it. That is a different kind of white guy, but just like Foo Fighters is America's rock music. Yeah, no, they are. Absolutely. I agree with that. 100% shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And looking at who I am, like I'm, you know, I want to think, Oh, I'm fucking cool. No, I'm Foo Fighters. Cool. Like, I come into a room, no one goes, get the fuck out, weirdo. But they're also not, not like, oh, shit, man, Sergio's here. It's it's like, oh, hey, he, yeah, come over here. Come over here. Play Everlong for us, you know? That's not true. Well, no, no fuck you, it's I'm, true. I'm, that's not true. I'm usually like, oh, man, Sergio's here. <laughs> then, then file yourselves in the exception drawer. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for being on my podcast. Um, but But no, like, seriously, everyone knows a Foo Fighters song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you have been in a place where my hero was playing. You've been in a place where Everlong was playing. You, you know, monkey, like you have to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're not, Everlong you're not special is because you listen to Foo Fighters, dog. Yeah. Don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not special if you listen to the Foo Fighters and that it not only describes the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl and myself, it just kind of describes American white dudes. <laughs> and so I proudly put that at the top because that's where it, that's where it belongs when it comes to my list. I believe you. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. And Everlong is my favorite song. Okay. Like of all time. Of all time? All time. Everlong is my favorite song. Okay. That's that's some big shoes, dude. Ever Okay. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if my number one has my number one song on it of all time. It definitely doesn't. It's fucked up, bro. Yeah, I know that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a what what is your number one? Come on, dog. You know what it is. Do, do I? Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes, I do. You know what it is. I don't even have to tell you. I have not told you this, but actually, can, can, actually, wait, 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 wait. I gotta, I gotta check some years first. You can you can already you already know what it is. There's no way that you don't know what this is. Is it in sync? It's absolutely in sync okay. self-titled album. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sidebar, All right, Sergio seriously did not know what my last song, my last album was, but I knew that he would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I knew it was an in sync album. I just wasn't sure when No Strings Attached came out. No Strings Attached came out in 2000. Trust yeah. me, I tried to put it on this list. <laughs> Yeah, but I also, I also tried to yeah. I also tried to put um oops I did it again but uh oops I did it again came out in 2000 I tried I tried really hard I tried <laughs> I tried so hard and I got so far and in the end I put the self titled on there which does have one of my favorite songs of all time uh, okay. <laughs> it has it has here we go and here we go actually gave me a speeding ticket. <laughs> I was riding down, going. I was on my way to work one day, and I was listening to Here We Go, and I found out that I was doing 70. In a what? In a 35. Holy shit, dude. And at first, I was like, there's no way I did this speed. And it was like, it was like clocked at like 71 point something. And I was like, there's no way I was going this fast. Like, That's like throw you in jail fast. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I was doing I was like doing 70 in a 35. 
And he was like, did you know how fast you were going? I was like, I couldn't have been going that fast. Like, this is a fucking Honda, like a Ford Taurus, dog. <laughs> like, there's no way I was going that fast. And, like, he clocked me. He was like, I clocked you at, like, 70. And I was like, nah. I don't know where that came from. I was like, I'm sorry. But uh, I, I was like, I'm sorry if I did that. I was like, but I just don't believe that. And, um, uh, like, a week later, I, I was listening to Here We Go again, and then I realized that I was going, like, 58. And I was like, yep, I fucking did it. I did it. I totally did <laughs> Oops, it. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> I, to- I totally did it. Fucking that, that song gave me a speeding ticket. They should have thrown my ass in jail. <laughs> wow. So, so, so I, like, I can vouch for this album. I absolutely can. Um, Like, Personally, it's not as good as No Strings Attached. It's not. It's not. It's not as good as No Strings Attached, but, but it's way better than it should be. It's way better than it should be. I mean, dude, we're talking about a debut album, like mm-hmm. from like kids that don't know each other. Yep. They did not know each other. Like, um, I'm also read. I've been reading uh Justin Timberlake's like memoir, um, which is a beautiful book. Um, not because of what's written, but because of his photographers. Um, mm-hmm. specifically the one that was on the Man of the Woods tour and the uh, 2020 Experience tour. Like, his photographer is so good. And it's like <laughs> the, the memoir book is basically like a photo book with, like, stuff that he did. So there's, like, there's like screenshots of, like, SNL and, like, the, the Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that. So the only person that he actually knew um is jc jc was the only person that he knew uh from instinct because they did the mickey mouse club together and then you have chris kirkpatrick who uh knew joey fatone and was like i think i want to create a boy band and joey fatone was like shit i'm with it and then they're like (laughs) all right let's go and let's go and find some other people and then like their moms called the other moms and the other moms called the other moms and they were like we should get these boys together and they were like man four is not enough we should get someone else and then they come all to uh to brandon mississippi and they yep. get gay old lance bass wasn't it uh wasn't it uh what's his name um chris kirkpatrick who was like dude i know this guy who sings bass yeah absolutely well, and his was- name is and his name is bass <laughs> yeah like he'll, he'll like sing and your fucking nuts will explode <laughs> yep that definitely chris kirkpatrick <laughs> definitely chris kirkpatrick um great it was uh it, it, like the most did, it, all their parents got together and had the most talented play date in the history of time yeah be, between them and uh, um not new kids on the block that's not who i was backstreet say. boys nope not definitely not backstreet boys you do oh. not put you do not put instinct and backstreet boys in the same sentence unless it's Backstreet Boys is never going to be as good as NSYNC. <laughs> wow. That's the only sentence. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, what is? It? I'm I'm puzzled as to what it could be. Oh my god, because they're they're they are the like NSYNC is the white version of them, and it is Boys to Men. New edition. New edition. Oh, new edition. Okay. New edition. Gotcha. Um, right. Which is sort which is sort of the same thing. It's like. My mom is going to tell you about this person. This person is going to tell you about this person. And so the mom talked to this mom, and this mom talked to that mom. And those boys did not know each other. It was really great. Um, wow. I, I'm i such a big fan of self-titled NSYNC album. 
album, even though like, yes, I do love No Strings Attached more than I love this album. I will not I will not take credit from NSYNC's self-titled album before the asterisk. (laughs) 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 That's that's what this album should be named. NSYNC before the asterisk. Wow. (laughs) Like, I get I completely forgot that there's just two straight up covers on it. Yeah. Uh, Sailing is a cover. Um, and I think I Need Love is a cover. Uh, no. No. More Than a Feeling was a Boston song. Okay, yeah, More Than a Feeling yeah. and Sailing. Those are cover songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had no, I, like, I completely forgot. And, uh, No Strings Attacked, uh, also has a, uh, cover song on it as well. I think all of them have cover songs on it. Because No Strings Attached does Just Got Paid. Which is a cover song. Oh, shit. I didn't even know. I did not know that was a cover song. Yeah. You Just Got Paid is a cover song. Cool. And let's see. I think I think Celebrity has a cover now. No, it doesn't. Celebrity does not have a cover song. Yeah, no. I, I didn't think Celebrity did. Hmm. Well. That was fun, it. dude. What a fucking journey. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've had a, I had a lot of fun. I'm legit surprised uh by a few things one uh there was no boys to men album what is your your um okay opinion on boys to men boys to men is a great boy uh is a great band boy group um i just don't think i don't think that an album of boys to men doesn't set the standard of water runs dry so like when you make an album that all sounds like water runs dry or in that same vein like call me dog but like Nothing compares to Water Runs Dry. You know, yes, like that is the best <laughs> Boys to Men song. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That was very succinctly put, and that's exactly what I would say. So, uh, also, you didn't put Oops, I Did It Again because it didn't qualify. Where do you stand on the first Britney Spears album? Um, it was cute. <laughs> it was that's, cute. honestly, seriously, it was cute. I mean, but it's just not. Um, it was. This is what we want Britney to do. And then Britney is kind of like, this is kind of what I want to do. And that's how we get, oops, I did it again. Um, but uh, Hit Me One More Time. One More Time is technically the album, the album, yeah, the album ba- name. Yeah, Baby One More, one more Time. Baby One More Time. Um, I just think it's, I think it's subpar comparative to Oops, I Did It Again. Okay, okay, okay. I think those are the only th- th- two things that stood out to me. Okay. Congrats on you guys making it through this list. Um, <laughs> it it has been a it has been a long time since Sergio did Sergio and I did this. Usually we do this in two episodes. Um, yeah, I think we yeah. I think we're able to do it in one long one. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. We're sitting at almost three hours now. Once I cut this down, remove some bullshit and stuff, uh, I can probably get this down to two and a half, which isn't yeah, that bad. That's, that's not, not that, that bad. bad. Um, I, I always have fun making these. Um, and this was probably the easiest list I've come up with. I actually, well, when you, when you asked me about it, you were like, Hey, we're going to do 10. And I was like, okay, cool. I actually like screenshot, like, okay, this is an album that's important. This is an album. And I was like screenshotting the ones I thought were important. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to pull this down and take away some things because we're going to do 10 instead of 20. And so when you text me this morning, we're like, hey, 
we usually do 20, so let's go ahead and do 20. And then I went back and counted, and it was like, oh, shit, I have exactly 20. Oh, wow. Good job. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this was, this was the easiest list I've done. I, th- I think mine had 35 when I started. Nope. Didn't, but, even, oh, didn't even think about it. <laughs> but, but, but a lot of it was like, which Stone Temple Pilots album am I, put, am I putting? You know, <laughs> uh, it, for, for a hot moment, there was a Hootie and the Blowfish album on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that would that that would have definitely uh, thrown me off. I wasn't, I mean, with all the Limp Biscuit and and Incubus <laughs> on this list, Hootie and a Blowfish, y'all. Dude, correct review is <laughs> fucking great. Uh, yeah. So 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 it, it was it was pretty easy to build though, because a lot of it yeah. was removing duplicates, not duplicates, but you know artists that had two or three on there so alden where can we find you you can find me um as of today on my i have two instagram pages now um one is my professional page which is going to be uh eventually uh alden kirkland which will has taken the name of my personal page that is now um so right now it is alden alden k photography which will change to just my name uh, when Instagram gives me the right to do so. But then my personal page, it is Alden's Manor uh, on Instagram, which is uh, equivalent to the same name as my Twitter handle, Alden's Manor, A-L-D-E-N-S-M-A-N-O-R. Um, so those are my social medias. And you can um, you can listen to Dead Scene Kids with my uh, co-host, uh, Hunter Camp, um, who actually just started a Star Wars podcast with a guy named Vactor, um, who I have no idea of, and he's not Hunter's best friend. So I want to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> so I'm not jealous at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to the Dead Scene Kids powered by Reality Breach on all uh, things where you can listen to podcasts uh, such as Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music Podcasts. Um, as well as now that a podcast is available to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you want to give us money, go ahead and do that. You should totally do that. Uh, hey, <laughs> that, that, yes, yes, I do that. If if you want if you want to give Dead Scene Kids Reality Breach, um, uh, uh, Shellheads, um, the Black Pocket Podcast, um, if you want to give us money, uh, you should do it. I'd like look, look. I'm I'm impressed that you knew all those names. You've been paying attention. Good job. I have been paying attention. Uh, the only the only thing I want to plug is the one you didn't name, and that's uh debriefing and cocktails. Damn. Oh. Yeah, that's uh that's our um James Bond podcast. James Bond podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's been a lot of fun. I I've never seen the James Bond movies like any of them until we started this project. So I'm coming okay. in as a James Bond virgin, which is a weird statement to say. Uh, yeah. Don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but Reed and Reed is a big James Bond fan. So it's been just him and him and I, him basically romanticizing, Hey, this, this these movies are amazing. And then me going, what the fuck did I just watch? So <laughs> it's a fun journey. You can find that on all podcast, whatever, you know, you know where to find podcasts. You listen to this, so you listen tune to in next time. I, th- I th- again, I thank you, Alden, for 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 showing up again and talking music. Thank you. Uh, thank all the listeners, and as always, get the ransom, shoot the hostage. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids. All available on realitybreached.com. Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who. Exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com.